स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन प्रॉट यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट आई एम प्रसिद्ध बैनर्जी एंड आई राइट अबाउट टेक एट मिंट एंड दिसकास्ट वेर वी टैकल सम हॉट टॉपिक्स इन टेक्नोलॉजी एंड ऑल्सो बस्ट समिट्स टूडेज एपिसोड विल बी होस्टेड बाई करण मचाडो Karan is a radio host with 94.3 Radio 1 and is a fellow podcaster of the Tech for Change podcast. Over to you, K. Thanks, Prasid. This special episode is brought to you by Oracle. Now, according to a recent estimate, the present market valuation of the Indian edtech industry is at US 2.8 billion dollars, and it's expected to reach US 10.4 billion dollars by 2025. Now, clearly, edtech is on the rise. One of the many reasons is that a lot of educational institutes, students and parents now prefer education in both an online and an offline fashion, basically a hybrid mode. Now Lead is India's largest school edtech company powering 3500 plus schools to deliver international standard education. It is currently engaging the school market in the B2B format since that's where most students spend most of their time and the ability to create impact is the highest. Adding to that a number of students in tier 2 and tier 3 towns do not have access to quality learning around their localities for supplemental and extra and co-curricular learning under the new business initiatives lead is trying to address these gaps and are identifying how best to actually offer the most appropriate learning solutions to students directly in an at home learning format in a b2b to c model Now leading this team is Shruti Agarwal she's vice president down at Leeds school and she's responsible for setting up the at home learning solutions for 1.3 million students that lead impacts every day Hi Shruti welcome to Mint etc and welcome to this special episode Thank you thank you so much for that kind introduction K thank you happy to be here Excited to chat I've got a lot of questions and we'll kind of get through all of them You know when I was going through your website and and looking at the solutions that you provide it felt like I was actually in a virtual school one might say right the fact that you provide solutions not just for teachers but also for students and their learning is actually really intriguing so I'd love if we could start by just shedding some light on the inception of Lead School and the intent behind creating these solutions sure sure um so uh, you know in the uh, school education market or for school education there are primarily four stakeholders the student the parent the school teachers and the management the school management so these are the four uh, stakeholders so uh, back in the day like the founders at lead they felt very strongly about uh, how there is a gap in the Indi- indian education system and the only way to address that at scale would be to uh, you know address the problem via schools because that's the largest area where uh, you know the student spends time and learning happens right so uh, they initially started with uh, starting schools like physical schools but because that wasn't a very scalable uh, model they realized that digital is the only way to actually create the largest impact and uh, when they go ahead and do that they wanted to ensure that they offer a full stack solution where learning is concerned so uh, that's how lead came about where the current solution that uh, we offer is an completely integrated solution 
which covers the classroom teaching aids that the teachers use the teaching plans the textbooks that the students use the app uh, which the school uh, administration as well as the teachers as well as the pa- parents access and the overall assessment plan for the students so it's an integrated solution by which like the two key outcomes are expected one is that the students learning is significantly enhanced and secondly due to this the school owner benefits because they have a higher number of admissions coming in so that's the overlying premise on a very side note i'm curious as we kind of continue conversation uh, were you a grade a student or not so much backbencher are we talking no no very much front bencher raising my hand for uh, questions all the time really interesting <laughs> i'm i'm sure how you just elaborated on where lead kind of started from it kind of shows me that typically you might have three kinds of customers which are of course schools students parents right okay. now when i put these three words together i can understand that ecosystem of course can you take me through the user journey for any one of these three i would honestly prefer if you took the teacher's perspective sure if you don't mind sure sure so in the hitherto world like in the absence of lead what would typically happen is that the teacher would spend uh, you know build a plan a teaching plan for themselves for they could do it at a day wise level at a month wise level and overall ensure that they cover the syllabus uh, for the month for the year and they would probably use the textbook and the blackboard as the key aids uh, to do this right uh what we've done at lead is that we've enabled the teacher to use three types of uh, aids in delivering uh, you know the learning to obviously increase the receptiveness of the learning uh, which is the textbook so lead has its own textbooks which are structured in a very very uh, different format than the regular uh, uh, curriculum textbooks uh, then they have the co- visual aids and videos which they use which are uh, digitally uh, rendered and then there are exercises or experiments which uh, are part of the whole uh, teaching program so basically the teacher has a very clear plan using the lead teaching program as to how to uh, you know go about planning her classes go about delivering her classes and then go about assessing the students about where they are so uh, you know it adds a lot of structure and consistency between teachers plus lead also offers a lot of training to these uh, teachers at the start of all the uh, semesters or all the you know terms that the schools have which you know definitely sort of creates a community uh, between right. these teachers across the country and makes them feel part of a larger mission uh, yeah, i think, I think that's very important really yeah. honestly yeah yes so uh, that's uh, the not that the schools weren't doing this uh you know to begin with it's just that it's at a, a larger scale and in a very structured format uh, now with uh, far more um, you know things at their access and at their disposal to uh, use to teach better right i still remember and this is probably going to date me while i say this i still remember when i was in my 10th grade they were just kind of introducing something which they called smart boards you know for teachers where they would teach on the screen i was like and and smart boards in that time was basically a tv <laughs> you didn't even have a, like this like you just could basically put a word document up on a screen that was it it's so nice to see how far we've come wonderful and um, you know honestly speaking from you give us a fair bit of customer touch points right so what according to you should be the minimum number or or, or if i was to rephrase that what should be the duration of uh, user engagement on a platform like yours 
like if i have to talk about like this particular solution so it's a hybrid model right like a lot yeah. of the learning for the student happens offline in school and uh, like now i'm talking about the student touch points so for the student like uh, the touch points that we primarily have digitally are what we expect the student to do when once they're at home so uh, we typically have homework uh, for which uh, the students uh, access uh, you know the app digitally and then we have uh, like a play with friends kind of a quizzing platform which they use very regularly and then we have uh, classes uh, or their school classes which are available to in a, to them in a recorded format for using it again at their convenience uh, aim is definitely to keep increasing these uh, touch points as well as the time spent by the students on the app right now i think you know to actually talk about how cx strategies are actually built for edtech giants like lead we do have with us um, nitin bhatia uh, nitin is the country manager uh, commerce cloud at oracle and he's fondly known as mr bean of digital marketing in the industry uh, majority of his time is spent consulting companies on what's best suited uh, as a journey for their customers so firstly hi nitin good to have you here hi k hi shruti nice to uh, be a part of this amazing uh, conversation I was listening in the background about the amazing work which Leeds is doing so uh, really honored to be here and uh, of course welcoming Shruti to this uh, series by Oracle. So what I want to kind of get to is how would you define a CX strategy for a business with multiple personas like in Leeds school's uh, case in fact we discussed teachers we discussed school admins we you know talked about parents i mean how would you kind of uh, devise communication for them right will it be demographic based or or a single all encompassing kind of communications i'd love your thoughts on that of course shruti is doing that on a day to day basis she might be aware of um, a lot of these strategies anyway but uh, i think the core idea of cx or the core idea of you know reaching out to customers um, you know i i just got a pop up on my phone saying kyc which is know your customer right so the same logic goes out is this that first of all in in the case of leads this is a great example for us to actually cover the edtech space overall is that you are touching different personas who have different habits when it comes to utility of uh, technology so when it comes to uh, kids so of course they are they were used to some kids were used to this whole idea of blackboards you know and chalk kind of model how yeah. do you reach them Yeah. So these are the questions you have to ask yourself then you know then you have your pa- their parents to possibly are having in the smartphone age hopefully they have a smartphone uh then they definitely have television and then they of course uh, could be uh, you know I'm sure if you are talking about uh, urban cities then they should also be owners of iPads or some kind of other communication devices so the intent is that how do you create an omni channel uh, channel strategy for different kind of personas and then reach out to them and one of the main mantras of cx and i'm not only saying this is for oracle this is for anybody who is pursuing cx overall is to actually target your customer at the right place at the right time with the right kind of messaging now it will become uh, it is a, it is a very it, this is a easier way to explain to it but if you ask me um at scale because that's what lead is trying to actually achieve at scale it has to be done in a more automated format it cannot right. be done so you need to create a persona so for example 
the, the start point would be that how many of them are K to 12? What kind of messaging would be there at a universal level for all the K to 12 students? Okay, then their parents, you know, you know, if you're talking about parents, are they in which city? Are they in Mumbai? Are they in uh, metropolitan? Are they in the uh, tier two or tier three cities? What kind of messaging will be there for a tier one, for a tier two or a tier three city? Then you're talking about admin, you're talking about schools, you're talking about principals. So their, their plan and their ideation, you need to understand that how are they judged on their performance? Is it business oriented? Is it result oriented? If it is result oriented, is your message around result? If you if it is business oriented, are they talking about more subscriptions, more enrollments, more enrollments to additional subjects? Uh, and that is how you have to derive and come down to a level where this is the communication plan we will have for each and every persona and we will deal with them in that way. So maybe the principals or the teachers today, they are they are more modern than the time when we were there. They were they are not the chalk and slate kind of uh, uh, teachers anymore. They are on LinkedIn, they are on uh, multiple platforms. Are you really touching them over there? And uh, what kind of messaging are you sending to these people? It will be very funny if a PT teacher uh, is getting a messaging around, you know, how is your, are your students great at physics? Doesn't make any sense. So yeah. you need to be very sure that the right message is going to the right people at the right time. So uh, that was how I do at least start and then of course, you have Shruti, she's an expert uh, managing the entire business, so she might be knowing much better from how to, how to handle it on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Um, you know, getting to a question actually for both of you, I mean, what new innovations do you see happening in the next five years in the edtech world? Uh, do you see Web 3.0 or do you see the metaverse making a larger appearance in your own offerings? Nitin, I'd actually like for Shruti to go first, if you don't mind, ladies first, and Shruti, please. Um, and that'll then we'll be that'll be good. Then I'll pick up the things possibly. <laughs> always ba- it's always bad to actually go second, but still in this case, I will uh, accept that because I'm sure she has, she'll have more knowledge about her space altogether. Right. Go for it. So I'll break this down. Like for me, actually, a, a big step for us as well as for everyone in EdTech will be to firstly offer vernacular uh, solutions. Like we've recently spent a lot of time with our students and we truly realize that uh, teaching them in English alone, back at home, like when they learn, they actually learn in their native language and uh, not being able to offer that at scale is actually a very big uh, handicap for all of us. So, and because parents are such a large audience here as well and parents are uh, still, you know, not very comfortable with English, we just have that 80 million audience in India, which is still, you know, comfortable in in English as a language. So vernacular for me is one very big, you know, which at lead we have not been able to address so far to a great extent. So that is one big step. Uh, the other uh, big step is that. Uh, like I'm talking primarily about K to 10 students. For these students, there is a little bit of apprehension about, you know, the time that they spend on digital uh, devices overall and uh, how parents are, uh, you know, not very keen to increase that time. So whatever solutions we offer, therefore, going forward and to sort of create the right balance, like hybrid will be something like, so creating the right mix of offline um, 
uh, you know ed- education together with uh, aids which sort of enhance and supplement whatever is being delivered uh, offline assuming that uh, you know that we continue to uh, drive uh, digital time spent higher and higher that will not uh, stand alone work uh, for us so that's the uh, second piece and the third piece is about uh, the kind of things that students want to learn and the aspirations that they carry uh, like the awareness that these students have is tremendously high and therefore the quality as well as the subjects uh, both of these things need to uh, continue sort of uh, going upward because uh, like and be at international uh, standards because that's what the parents and uh, students uh, aspire for and uh, like uh, we need to sort of at backedly we need to continue focusing uh, on both of these aspects yeah i've always wanted um, firstly for me okay I'm, I'm i wonder if we'll ever reach this um, this phase where when kids kind of uh, let's just say maybe can't make it to school like i'm talking about pandemic times i've always had this dream of you know maybe kids of the future log into a virtual classroom and everyone's around them talk about like ar vr and stuff like that that's always been a personal dream of mine i'm like that would be so cool to kind of see you know what i mean but uh, nitin let's get to you i think uh, you kind of given the cue in terms of what could happen in next 5 years around that so but let me just uh, i also want to say that i don't want that to become the norm i want that to become more of you know if all else is say for example like we had a covid lockdown situation that would come in i just want to say that i think uh, you know uh, our want or does not want would not really determine whether this will happen or not of course uh, you know the way the world is moving how fast it is moving is uh, you can see that that will be the future in some fashion or the other it might start uh, you know in some segments some of the leaders in uh, in this space would start using ar vr technologies in their classrooms and i think that would be the exciting pieces of students to come back to school because there is lot not too much to offer uh, apart from the idea that you have a community studying together you know otherwise you know the the boards have become digital you have uh, yeah. heavy bags have always been an issue so they would actually i'm sure in future an ipad an ipad is more than enough for a, you know to bring to school and that will how things would be in future but uh, you know i think i want to also address one point which um, which uh, shruti mentioned uh, we are at a nascent stage when it comes to edtech at least in a country like india and next 5 years is a very short span of time and i think the innovation which really needs to happen is in the space of access so the the covid has really disrupted the whole idea of lot of these uh, analog based teachers to actually come on the laptop and start doing stuff but it's still very far right. so i think scale would basically access any technology which helps to create that access easier and easier and i said because i represent oracle and talk about customer experience the overall experience has to be leading to ease of use i'll give you a simple example you go to youtube and i learned only because my kid uh, uses the phone a lot of my, uh, the time which is not healthy but still that's how it works uh, there's youtube kids and then there is youtube the youtube kids the way it has been designed has been designed so that the kids can easily manage but still has con- full control of parents on it similarly the idea of see edtech would have to evolve in that fashion it has to be very easy vernacular is a very important part as shruti mentioned the reason is because 
again it's linked with access it's linked with uh, easy ways of understanding something and i think that is what we'll see innovations in that area and then there's advanced technologies like ar vr we're already seeing this and in fact a lot of it is being is actually taking birth in schools only like uh, yeah. and you remember the times when we had these science exhibitions it was all about robots and robotics and these good kids were the coolest ones those who were making these ro- robotics stuff you will see that there is to be for you front bencher <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then uh, and then uh, i think ar and vr will take birth somewhere or the other metaverse you have heard this a lot and that could be another experience which the students will love so why not i think so it could be a good place to actually bring it over there to tie in all together i think it's ease of access use of advanced technologies in terms of helping students understand better and easier of course uh, regional languages for countries like india uh, would also be a critical place but you have to bind all this together in a very very easy to use uh, uh, customer experience so that adoption becomes faster and happens at scale wonderful um this has been uh, an insightful little conversation from both your perspectives i think i've i've learned a lot through this entire thing and i want to thank you both for joining us once again ashruti it's been an absolute pleasure having you having your insights on this little chat and uh, i wish you guys at least school all the very best i think the future is looking so bright that we might need to wear shades So <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you so much Kay. Thank you. I really enjoyed being here and learned a lot as well. And thank you Nitin for sharing all the uh, insights that you did. I think they're deeply uh, relevant to us and to everyone else uh, in the industry. Absolutely. Thank you to Nitin as well. I mean, um I think especially from a CX angle, I think I don't think we could have got those insights without having you here. So on behalf of us all at HT Smartcast um and the entire Mint etc team, Thank you for being in it then. Thank you. Thank you, Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on this little edition. Thank you so much for listening and uh you can find more uh podcasts on the channel. Uh we hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Don't forget to leave a little bit of a rating, uh share it with your friends and family if you've enjoyed it and thank you so much again. And that's it for this week's episode. Please do let me know what you thought of it and what else you would want me to cover. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. That's U N D E R T E C H E R. You can also give us feedback at HT Smartcast. We're present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please do log on to htsmartcast.com and listen to all of our productions. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.